When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Now, this is an absolute classic. Indeed. Who requested this one, Kellen? Armswar, one of our loyal oh. texters. One of our was regulars. One of our first songs tonight that we got in, so. His anthem for the summer, Sweet Child, Oh Mine, by Guns N' Roses. It is 10-6, Calgary leading Winnipeg tonight in the Canadian Football League. Two more games coming up tomorrow. Toronto and Saskatchewan, touchdown Atlantic, and then Ottawa and Hamilton. Both teams coming in 0-4. I predict that neither team will get in the win column. I'm predicting a 26-26 tie between Ottawa and Hamilton. Why not? It just seems like something that would happen. Blue Jays tonight looking good. 8-1 lead on the Royals. That is in the seventh. So the Oilers wrapped up their development camp last night, and uh, some of the players who took part are going to have this guy on their coaching staff this coming season in the American Hockey League with the Bakersfield Condors. He's now an assistant coach with the Condors. He used to play for the Oilers. He grew up in Camrose. It is Josh Green checking in. Josh, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, it is good to uh, good to talk to you again. Uh, thanks for checking in. I, now, I understand you've had a pretty busy week. Did you have a, a summer tournament or what's been going on? Yes, my uh, son is playing on a, a team from Manitoba uh, here in Vegas, and uh, I'm coaching it. So first off, I need to apologize for, for the way my voice sounds because I've been yelling and screaming for about a week straight trying to get these kids to, to play hard. So, um, no, it's been, uh, it's been fun down here. It's a group of uh, eight- and nine-year-olds, uh, kind of a team that was just put together last minute to, to play in a tournament down here in Vegas. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, great bunch of kids, great parent group, uh, and we're enjoying the experience. We we haven't won a game uh, yet, but uh, we're having the best time ever, so it's lots of fun. Well, that's uh, quite an experience for kids that age to 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 play in in Vegas. And unlike the adults, they only have one thing to focus on, which is pretty cool. Uh, exactly. So, who who who's who's a better hockey player? Your son at the age of eight nine, or you at the age of eight nine? Oh boy, that's a tough one. I'm going to say my son because, um, well, I grew up in Camrose, so, um, you know, a real small community. Um, my son's been playing in Winnipeg for, you know, four or five years against some really, really good players. So I, I just think that the, uh, the players around him have uh, kind of pushed him and made him a better player. I've actually got two sons that are um, both in the uh, minor hockey system in Winnipeg and um, they are, they are polar opposite type players. My uh, oldest boy is a, uh, uh, like a stay-at-home defenseman, uh, safe, sound, protects the front of the net, just moves the puck up to the forwards. And uh, my other son is uh, 
he's a cherry picking, lazy, cheating forward that uh, that likes to score goals. So it's uh, it's polar opposites, but uh, it's it's so much fun to watch them play and, and develop. All right. Well, I uh, man, that's quite the scouting report on your son. <laughs> that's, that's he, he does do some good things out there. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, but he he does not like to to come back into his own zone and, and help out. He just likes to hang out and. Uh, at the blue line and, and look for breakaways and try and score goals, which he does quite a bit of, but I'm trying to get him to, to I'm trying to introduce him to the defensive zone at times. Well, that can be taught. I mean, sometimes even guys in the NHL are still learning that when they reach the, the highest level of hockey. But I just, I, I enjoy hearing you describe that because that's one thing I talked about a lot throughout this past season was just the skill level in the league. Uh, Kelly Rudy is a weekly guest on my show during the hockey season. And he said, before the last couple of years, he would never pay attention during the warm-up. And now he enjoys just seeing some of the things the, the guys are trying in the warm-up. You know, Zegras from Anaheim is just uh, uh, a skill machine. So personally, John, I mean, the game's heading in that direction. So you, the, I think the kids that age got to embrace it to some extent, don't they? I, I definitely think so. And, and, I mean, that's part of the reason why I think that my, my kids are, are better than me at, at the age that they're at because – um, they have so much skill and they actually, they get the freedom to, you know, to try and do some of the things that they do on the ice. When I was a kid, it was, you know, dump it in and, and go get it back. And, you know, now we're teaching them to hang on to pucks and protect pucks and, you know, move it and jump the hole. So, um, you know, that's, I, I like the way the game is headed with, with the skill development. I think it's, you know, it's an exciting game to watch. Um, you know, I know my kids, you know, they watch the all-star game and, and some of the things that, you know, they were doing in the all-star game in the skills competition. They were just in awe of, so I think it's great. I think, um, I think there's definitely a balance between, you know, all the skill stuff that they're doing. And then, you know, also, you know, some grit and determination and some, you know, some abrasiveness that, that you need to have in your game. But, uh, uh there's certainly a, a good mix of it, uh, these days and, and the game's in, uh, in good shape right now, for sure. Josh Green joining us tonight on Inside Sports. So you're joining the Bakersfield Condors as an assistant coach. What appealed to you about this opportunity? How did it all come together? Um, just the organization, the Oilers organization. I've been part of it, you know, a few different times uh, as a player. And um, I kind of always had my eye on getting back, you know, into oil country and, and working in that organization. It you know, obviously holds a special place in my heart because, you know, I grew up an hour down the road and, um, you know, I watched all those great Oiler teams through the eighties, uh, win, win championships. And, um, I just felt like it would be a good fit to, to get back into the organization. And I knew there was going to be some, some openings there in, in Bakersfield with, um, you know, with the two coaches moving up with Woody and, 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 uh, Dave Manson, um, had some conversations with Colin, um, you know, a couple months ago or a month ago or so, just uh, kind of getting the ball rolling. And, you know, I, I had initially kind of reached out and, and was looking to get to the American Hockey League. I've spent the last, you know, three-plus years uh, in the WHL with the Winnipeg Ice and had a great experience there. Uh, learned a ton from, from the head coach that I was working under, James Patrick. Um, I always said that I was never in a rush to, you know, to try to get to the pro game at the at the coaching level. I wanted to you know, try and gain as much uh, knowledge and experience as I could. Um, but I, I will say that I feel like I'm ready to, to make the jump to the American League. Um, there's some incredible players that, that the Oilers have in their system that I'm, I'm looking forward to working with and, 
and helping them develop their games and turning them into, you know, to real solid pros and, and hopefully, you know, getting them to, to the NHL, which is the ultimate goal for every player. So um, I'm real excited about the opportunity. I'm certainly very appreciative of, you know, management and coaching staff to, to give me this opportunity. And, uh, you know, I just can't wait to get started. Josh, I mean, you had, uh, you played high level of hockey for, for a long time. If I include the, the Western hockey league and then your journey through pro was NHL, AHL Europe. Uh, I mean, you, you played over 350 games in the NHL regular season playoff combines, but you, I also kind of remember you as a player, that uh, like you, you were never guaranteed anything. A spot was never never mm-hmm. handed to you. Uh, I mean, you had to earn it and you had to adapt and grow along the way. How how do you think your personal experience is going to help you coach some of these American hockey leaguers? Well, I think there's going to be a lot of players in Bakersfield that were in my position. You know, when I was kind of grinding it out in the minors and trying to get back to back to the NHL. So um, I feel like. You know, I have a lot of experience with that. I feel like, you know, they can lean on me and ask me questions and, you know, ask me what was it like. I, you know, I know I remember how disappointing it was to, you know, to get sent down and, and how exciting it was to, you know, on the flip side of things to get called up. So, um, you know, there's still young kids there, you know, they're in their early 20s and there's still lots to learn about the game and, and how to be a pro. So I'm, I'm just really hoping that, you know, some of my past experiences, um, you know, I can share with them and, and like I said, have them lean on me and ask questions and, and kind of just go through it together because, uh, you know, it's not easy. Um, you know, I had, uh, you know, multiple years in, in the American Hockey League, you know, grinding it out, trying to get back to the American League, going over to Europe, coming back again. So um, I know what these players are, players are going through. Um, you know, they're, they're one step away in the American Hockey League. So, um, but it's about, you know, developing them, not, not just the player, but the person as well and, you know, when they're ready, they'll be ready and, and we'll be excited to move them along. But, um, you know, I'm just happy to, to get the chance to, to work with these kids and, and share some of my experiences that I had as, as a player in the American Hockey League. Yeah, well, I can tell you're excited about it. I'm going to ask uh, one more. You mentioned growing up in, in Camrose. Do you still have a lot of family and friends there? And if so, did you hear a lot from them during the Oilers playoff run this year? I'm sure Camrose was as excited as every other community in oil country. Oh yes, hundred uh, percent. Basically, my whole family is is still in Camrose. Uh, lots of buddies still there. We actually had a group chat with some of my closest friends uh, for back home uh, during the uh, during the playoffs. So, um, you know, I've I've never stopped being an Oilers fan. You know, even when I was living in Winnipeg, uh, always kept track of what the Oilers were doing, and um, it was really exciting. I think uh, you know, there's a window now for the Oilers to to win and um you know obviously kenny holland is going to do whatever it takes to you know to bring in the right pieces and you know and and build around you know the the two superstars that they have there and and he's done a good job of that so um it's exciting um you know i think there's some some good opportunity for some of our younger guys to step into the lineup and, and contribute and and we'll see what happens but uh, yeah everyone was really excited for me back home uh, to get back into the organization and and hit the ground running with uh, with bakersfield yeah, that's awesome. Well, Josh, I wish you all the best. Uh, enjoy the rest of the tournament in Vegas. Thanks for taking time out of that to uh, <laughs> to join us. Sounds like you and the kids and all the other parents are really enjoying that. Thanks so much, and I'm sure we'll be talking during the season. Absolutely. No pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. That is Josh Green checking in tonight, the 
assistant coach for the Bakersfield Condors twice on Edmonton Oiler over the course of his uh, NHL career. Yeah, he's enthusiastic. He's ready to go. He's a good story. Good for him getting that opportunity. Tense, uh, oh, Winnipeg uh, adding to their total here. 12-10 Winnipeg leading Calgary. Minute 52 left in the second quarter battle of unbeaten teams in the CFL. We will hit the ranch next. Okay. Blue Bombers get the extra point. 13-10 lead over the Stampeders. A minute 41 left in the first half of that game. Man, how about that Elks comeback last night? 32-31 over the Alouettes. 2-4 and four on the season. They'll host Winnipeg one week from tonight. Uh, Dave Campbell will have inside sports for you next week. I'm taking a week off. And uh, we'll have the Elks this week with Morley Scott from 7.30 to 8 on Monday. Really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, love talking golf. Love talking golf. With this guy, it is Murray McCourt from the ranch checking in tonight. Murray, I was at the ranch on Monday for the Blue Jays tournament. The course is in spectacular condition. Uh, the The parking lot is in spectacular uh, condition as well. Thankfully, I didn't hit any balls into the parking lot. And it must have been a beauty day out there today. Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, thanks for pointing that out. Uh, you know, the course, our superintendent, Derek Senko, and his team has the course, uh, as they always do, in phenomenal condition. And and we paved our parking lot, so oh my, is that ever a treat to drive into? But uh, but yeah, with this uh, warmer weather, oh boy, has it been busy. It's uh, it's good. Life is good. Well, that's good because you guys and the course had to survive all the rain that we were getting a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was tough for sure. But you know, the ranch uh, handles the water better than better than most. We're on a sand base, so water just runs away and and goes off the golf course. So doesn't really impact us like it impacts a lot of golf courses in the area. But the opposite side of that, if, if there's drought conditions, we dry out faster than, than other golf courses do too. But, uh, you know, this year it's rain and, and uh, all good for us, no problems. Yeah, well, uh, loved, uh, loved playing there. I had a good uh, I, I golfed with three air traffic controllers and one of their sons, so I learned a little bit about air traffic control. Definitely that. I'm glad I didn't, uh, I didn't choose that, that, uh, that profession. What, what do you usually do for, uh, for tournaments uh, like that? I mean, we had, uh, uh, I don't know, 50, like 25 or 26 uh, foursomes or fivesomes going out there and then a great meal afterwards in the banquet facility. So what do you usually do for tournaments like that? Well, that's pretty normal. I mean, we're the busiest tournament golf course in the province. We have about 150 events booked, uh, you know, over the course of the season this year. And, uh, you know, June's the busiest month by mile. So, uh, you know, now that June is over, you know, more space for the general public to, to book tee times at the ranch and whatnot. But, you know, tournaments is the number one part of our business. And, uh, you know, we, we're good at it. We, I mean, you experienced it on Monday, and I'm sure – you would have said, "Holy, was that ever run extremely well?" And and everything went uh, went off without a hitch. And you know that's uh, that's who we are. That's what we do: is daily fee play and, and corporate and charity golf tournaments. And it's a lot of fun. We enjoy it. And and the demand is crazy high after a couple of years with COVID, right? Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it was it was an awesome day. It was it was an awesome day. I had an absolute blast on Monday. Uh, the British Open. So Cameron Smith is thirteen under. Cameron Young is eleven under. Rory and Victor Hovland are uh, ten under. Dustin Johnson is is uh, is hanging around. I, I don't know if I've ever asked you this before. Have you ever golfed in in Scotland or England or I guess in the UK? I haven't. Uh, you know, and as much as I'd love to play that golf course as I say I did, when when you watch it on TV, 
compared to looking at Augusta, like, really? I mean, it's not, I don't know, like, it's not very pretty, is it? You, you, my mom is probably listening right now, and she is nodding and saying, Murray, yes, like, my mom hates the British Open. She hates golf courses without trees. She hates how it looks like it's, she always says it looks like all the grass is dead. And I'm like, Mom, like, they invented golf there. She doesn't care. She thinks it's ugly. Yeah, well, and I, I can't say I disagree, but I mean, as cool as it would be to play that, and because uh, there's a lot of so much history there and whatnot, but uh, I don't know, it's it's not my kind of golf. But uh, everyone has different tastes and different loves, and you know, a lot of people's favorite major is the Open Championship, and I don't get it. But you know, that's that's uh, what life's all about. Each to their own, and everyone has their own opinion, and and some people love it. Well, we'll see if it gets uh, windy on the weekend because that's going to have a, a massive impact on the scores, obviously. Because, like I said, the Smith is thirteen under. Well, that'd be that's like. You know, I hope it does get nasty because yeah. that's it's playing too easy for him right now. Yeah, that's uh, he shot sixty-seven yesterday and sixty-four today. So uh, definitely. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, just remind people here how they can uh, check out the ranch, book a tea time, where to find you, all that kind of stuff. Well, the easiest way is uh, on our website, theranchgolf.com, or our phone number is real simple, 780-470-4700. Murray, it is always great to have you on the show. I know you probably had a busy day, so thanks for taking time for us, and I, I'll see you again this summer, okay? Thanks for having me on Monday. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it, buddy. That is Murray McCourt checking in from uh, the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Yeah, he, uh, he shares my mom's sentiments exactly about the look of the golf courses for the uh, the British Open. And uh, I guess that, where was that one by Seattle a few years ago? Chambers Bay? My mom didn't like that one either. That's the one with one tree on the golf course. And they had the train track running down <laughs> a couple of holes on the back. Was that the 2016 U.S. Open? Well, i got to look this up now. Um, they haven't gone back there. I don't know if they're going to. That was the one Dustin Johnson had the putt to win. Uh, yeah, it was 2015, the putt to win, and then the putt to force a playoff. And uh, he missed it, and then Jordan Spieth wound up uh, winning the championship. He was only 21, youngest U.S. Open champion since Bobby Jones in 1923. I didn't remember that. I quickly looked it up on the fly, which is something you got to get good at when you're doing a show like this. Eight seconds left in the first half. It is Winnipeg 13, Calgary 10. Two unbeaten teams going at it in the CFL. Close game so far. I'll be sitting down and watching the second half. After uh, this show, Kellen Kennedy is back at the 630 Ched Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, did we get more requests than we had space for songs tonight? We definitely did. You know, every time we do this, that's always the case. So thanks to everybody who uh, sent in requests tonight. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. 780-496-0063. So here's what's, uh, here's what's coming up. First of all, from a, from a hockey standpoint, I think we'll still get some news and some signings and some trades throughout the summer. But it does. It is going to slow down for general managers and teams, especially now that development camps are are wrapped up for uh, for most of the clubs. Now, having said that, there are some Oilers storylines. I I know Stoff was talking today about the report that the Oilers have had sniffed around trying to get Patrick Kane out of Chicago. Wouldn't that be something if the Oilers had uh, Evander and Patrick Kane 
on the team. So there, 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 there will be hockey storylines, but I think, uh, you know, kind of daily signs and trades and big stories like that is going to die down for a while, but whenever something does happen, we'll keep you updated. Uh, Elks are going to get back to practice here and uh, they got the game one week from tonight against Winnipeg. Dave Campbell's going to host uh, the show. I don't know if Brendan's doing any shows next week, but Dave Campbell's going to be your main host for Inside Sports. He's also the producer of the show. I'm going to take a, a week off to, uh, I don't, I don't know what yet. I don't. I think the street performers are still going this weekend. That's always fun. Uh, try to golf a little bit. Oh, here we go. Magic by the cars. This is a beauty. Yeah, I like this one a lot. This is the video where he walks on water at the end. It's ah. beautiful. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Still not as good as the You Might Think video, which is one of the top five videos of all time, in my humble opinion. All right. Uh, Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. Really appreciate you tuning in. Hope you have an awesome weekend. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.